Okay, this can't be that hard. It's the first floor of a video game. Yeah, I mean, those are, those are, those are always just like the, the, you know, the tests, you know, the tutorial, you know, make sure, make sure you understand the mechanics of the game. Yeah, yeah, tutorial boss. It's probably just going to be a bigger version of what we've already fought. Just a big lizard or something. Yeah. A big lizard. Big. Gotta make sure you stretch. Don't want to pull oh, yeah. yeah, limber oh, up. Yeah, yeah. Stretch. stretch time. Stretch. Team stretch. I can't feel my legs. That's because you never stretch. That's true. Yeah, you gotta stretch. Oh, it's because I never run. <laughs> That's fair. I mean, I'm I, glad I guess... you chose champion. You have been taking a lot of those hits. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It's nice that they made like a little pathway out of here. Yeah. Wonder why all those people are waiting, waiting to go in. Uh, hey, uh, people. Hey. Hello. Yeah, you snooze, you lose. Let's go. Yeah. We're gonna get the items. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> big drops, big loot. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh. Usually, when they say boss, they mean one creature. What? Um. Hey, listen. They're they're just the they're the mobs. We got to take them out first, so we can deal with the the, the big guy, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That makes yeah, sense. Yeah, true, true, true. Don't yeah. forget your buffs. Uh, okay, so uh, you can't run, so maybe you just start walking forward, and uh, we'll we're gonna back you up. Mm-hmm. Right yeah, 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 take yeah. the hits. We'll yeah. heal you. Uh huh. Wait. That's that's not uh, fair. That's not a tutorial, boss. Oh no. What the hell is this? <laughs> 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 oh, oh my god! It's got my leg. Welcome back to another episode of Carcosa Online. We have just finished fighting some lizard folk, got some sweet loot, and recruited another person to the party. Before we hop into all this good stuff, let's go around the table and introduce ourselves. My name is Lucas. I will be your GM for the evening. My pronouns are he, him. Marquise. Hi, everybody. I'm Marquise, sometimes known online as Barty Time. I am he, him. I'll be playing Akihiko in-game kind of the name we kind of just need to worry about and he's also he him the magus cat boy aubrey hello i am aubrey you can find me on the internet at mad queen cosplay uh and in game i play nisla who is your dwarf gunstigator as i have decided to take it to calling it and uh yeah we both use she her pronouns cassie Hi everybody i'm cassie uh also known as awesome hylian across the internet I will be playing Morrigan, our uh, monk of the party, who's also a bird person. Both of us go by she, her pronoun. And Shen. Oh, I'm Shenye. You can find me in Discord as Shenye. And I'm playing Loon, a summoner who's pretty much just confused, as usual. So last time where we left our heroes, they had been traveling through this swamp. They've been getting bit by a number of bugs, getting annoyed, and fought some lizards, after which they had met a kobold named Houndman. Now, I made a mistake. I got them mixed up with a different NPC, still same backstory, still same personality, but they are not a rogue, they are a barbarian. Oh. So, mm, kobold, that makes a lot more barbarian. sense. It does make a yeah. lot more sense. Don't know why I thought they were a rogue. That's a different character. But, so, Houndman, barbarian, got a great axe. Got a number of other fun weapons <clears throat> on them, but uh, yeah, well, we all know what Akihiko thinks. <laughs> I literally thought you were about to say he had a great ass. Yeah, and maybe he's he got does. a great ass. We rolled maybe the percentage. He, he is pretty hot. Yeah, he, yeah, and he's hot a cobalt. swimmer. So mm-hmm. yeah, I mean, I have seen like the, the like the official like uh, the way that. Uh, 
Paizo like officially draws kobolds, and they look pretty good. Yeah, a lot better <laughs> compared to uh, three point five kobolds. Like, yeah, small little scaly dogs in three po- <laughs> like three point five, and they actually look like little mini dragons. Yeah. All of you are in this swamp. You've just, you know, you've, you've collected number items and all that kind of stuff from the, from the previous fight. You got some lizard folk meat. You have uh, the new uh, the new party member there who's just kind of swimming around. And you have an idea. You can still kind of see this massive tree. You, just, you kind of have to, like, position yourself a bit to see through the canopy of the swamp. But you still can see the large glowing tree in the distance. Hmm. Well, at least we're here. Yeah. Looking around, does it seem like A, we're being watched, Flash not alone? Uh, no, not at the moment. It looks like you defeated the, the lizard folks who were kind of just hanging out in this area, so it's more or less just kind of like clear swamp. You're still a little bit away from the tree uh, itself, but it looks like you just have more swamp to kind of to pass through. Akihiko has placed himself, I think, mm. what could only be described as enough away from the kobold as to be comfortable, but not too far away as to be suspicious. Oh, I I did want to make sure that everyone was good after the last fight, uh, that, you know, no one needed any healing or anything. I didn't take a single hit. I was dodging everything. We learned from that first fight. I am at 16 out of 20 right now. I don't know if we want to heal for that, but it's there. Hmm. Probably a good idea mm-hmm. to treat your wounds while we have a moment. We didn't just spend magic. Loon, are you, you you good? Yep. I'm 13 out of 20. Wait, did you say 13 out of 20? Uh, yep. That's not good. Yeah, that's not good. <laughs> that's You're not first. good at all. <laughs> Stand there. I'll do my medicine thing. <laughs> Try to dodge with this best. But still got it. <laughs> I feel like yeah. later we're going to be like, Shen, are you good? Yeah, yeah, I'm good. I've got like two out of 20. I'm fine. I got 10%, baby. I'm ready to go. <laughs> it's a key to success. Always be prepared. Just got the DC of uh, 15. You will heal back 7. Which I think will bring you all the way up to 20. Mm, that's perfect. All the way up to, to max. Nice and nice. Takes about, I don't know, uh, like 10 minutes or so to do that. Since I'm just doing regular medicine rather than battle medicine. Mm-hmm. Because I want to save that for, like, mid-combat. Yeah. Go over to our bird monk and start the process again. And unfortunately, that's a 10. That's a failure, but you don't take any damage. No damage is good. (laughs) It's just hard navigating around all the feathers. You're trying to think of, like, a person, and it's just, Mm -hmm. it makes it a little difficult. You're all kind of, like, getting situated, dealing with the bugs, that kind of stuff, and Houndman's just kind of uh, treading water and, and going along, and all of you, you might have been maybe a bit athletic. Maybe you even went to the gym and all that kind of stuff, and you thought to yourself, hmm, I'm taking care of my body. I'm fit. You are nowhere near as fit as the like, adventure bodies that you have, because they are designed to just keep going. They can just, it's someone who travels all day, walks all day, lifting, fighting, everything. And so it is a very surreal experience to be in this almost like peak physical form where you're, you're traveling through here and not getting too wiped out. I mean, you're still, you still get a little winded after a fight, but you know, you just take a couple minutes and you're fine. It's just like as if you ran to catch the bus sort of thing. You're traveling through this swamp and slowly more and more as you're getting closer to this, this great tree, the swamp is starting to like dissipate a bit. It's starting to become more and more back to more like a temporal forest. But what we are going to do is our first roll of dungeon traveling. In order to limit the amount of combat we have because in a normal MMO you're fighting something every two seconds you're traveling through a field there are a million monsters we want to try to replicate that sort of experience the characters are going to be traveling through this dungeon there would be a lot of different creatures out there but we don't want to create the world's most boring actual play of constantly (laughs) fighting low-level creatures and not leveling up because that's boring as hell Mm. instead what we're going to be doing is each of the players are going to be rolling 3d20. 
they're going to be adding on their attack bonus as if they were either attacking with a weapon or they were doing a spell attack, whichever one they prefer. Because you can imagine that when you're in the fight, you would be attacking with what you do best. Hmm. The DC of this dungeon is going to be 12, which is fairly beatable DC. Essentially, what needs to happen is uh, out you'll each roll three times, and so it'll be uh, like an average of successes for each of the three. So if you, if the majority of the party fails, then it will end up causing you damage and you won't be able to earn any items. Essentially, like you had to run from a fight or a fight got really rough and maybe you didn't do as well as you wanted to. But if you succeed, then you get gold and items. And if you succeed all three as a group, then there's the potential for getting a magic item. So definitely good stuff can happen. So first, I'm going to get each of you to roll 3d20 and add your bonuses. Akihiko, what did you get for your three rolls? 18, 12, 9. Okay. Loon, what did you get for your three rolls? 18 to 15. Two? Yep. Oh, you would have been adding your bonus. I mean, I think you still would have failed because I don't imagine you have a plus 10. <laughs> Nisla, what did you get for your three? 22, a 15, and a 14. And Maury. I got a 23, a 22, and an 18. So, that means... You succeeded. You had all successes in the first one, uh, four successes on the second one, and four successes on the third one. So you're all getting used to this game, essentially. You're, you're understanding, and it's taking a little bit of time. You're starting to realize, okay, you know, we actually have to plan out these fights, or we can skirt around mobs if we have to. We don't necessarily have to just plow our way through everything. Sometimes you might even have run into... Another of other uh, travelers that are that are fighting creatures, and maybe you got some assistance, that kind of stuff. And so you're you're traveling through, and you all are going to get twenty four gold each. Mm. You get in total three potions of minor healing. Uh, as a group. Yeah, as a group. Okay. Let's see here, out of my weird items, what am I gonna do? I thought you said your weird atoms, and I'm like, um, I got like a, you don't need just a bushel of them. You don't need to give us any of your atoms, sir. You should keep those for yourself. Um, as for the potions, though, while uh, Lucas is deciding, uh, Morgan should take a potion. We should give one to Nisla mm. as well, just for doctory purposes, and then either Lune or myself can have one, just in case. Yeah. Uh, I already have a minor potion of healing. Do you have one, Lune? I don't think I have any items, actually. <laughs> that is definitely not true. <laughs> you should you should at least you have... You should have a basic... <laughs> like a basic, uh, you know, the adventurer's kit and all that stuff. Oh, that's true. Mm. Oh, you should take it, because I don't think you were here when we got some. Mm. Yes. Oh, that's right. Yeah, mm. when we were determining stuff, Loon got carried away by all the screaming Skelly Boys. Yes. <laughs> yep. yes. The, the newly fleshed out Skelly Boys. Yeah. The reverse skeletons. So... The item that you find, it's a bracelet of four human fingers. And they're all d looking like they're almost like, you know, how like a hand would be when it's like clawing uh, to try to pull forward. So like that's how the, mm -hmm. all the fingers are situated. They're, they're hanging from this, this bracelet. And you, you know, you, you tap the item to get the description. And it just said, someone didn't try hard enough. Uh, <laughs> you know? <laughs> and... You read the thing. When you break a finger, you get an extra attack at your normal, uh, like your first attack bonus. Oh, jeez. But you can only use one finger per battle, and once the finger is broken, it crumbles to ash. So that, that either goes to Morrigan or Akihiko. I think that probably makes sense. Mm -hmm. Akihiko will just, like, look at Morrigan and just say... Do you feel comfortable breaking some dead person's finger? <laughs> uh, what a question. The camera slowly zooms in more and more on Morgan's face. <laughs> glazed over. Yeah, yeah, I could break some fingers. You know, they say it's like breaking a carrot, so <laughs> not that hard. All right, well, have fun. So uh, I'll take it, and Morgan is going to 
put it on with like visible revulsion on her face. And they're, you know, they're they're dangling every so often. Like when you move your arm, they like touch your arm, and you're like, no, nope. oh, you know? <laughs> you're kind of holding your your arm out. They're going to like flap with you and just constantly <laughs> brush your feathers as you're flying. Yeah, I feel like um, it's gonna be a sensory issue with the feathers because, mm. like, mm. just given how sensitive, like, you can move all your feathers independently. So these fingers brushing against the feathers is gonna be problematic. Be an experience. And when you wake up, you know your fingers intertwined with these other fingers. These loose <laughs> fingers. <laughs> oh, welcome to Battle of the Seven Days. So, <laughs> So you all are traveling along. You you split up these goods as you're you know you're you're finally getting out of the thick of the swamp. It's still you know like a lot of moss, you know a little bit of water while you're walking that kind of stuff. But you're finally not just trudging through everything. The bugs are starting to dissipate a bit as well, which is nice. It's a nice relief. Akihiko, your tail has been going on overdrive this whole time throughout here as you're keeping them off of you, and also hitting your party members in the face. And traveling along, you are coming into this open glade. This area is dry, which is nice. It seems like it's raised a little bit above the land. You can see now, uh, because you kind of started losing sight of the tree, and you were really hoping that you were traveling along the right path. You see now the reason that you were losing sight of it is because you were getting so close to it. So essentially, you were just seeing the trunk that was reaching up into towards the sky. The tree itself is absolutely massive it must be it's like a skyscraper like it's it's reaching out so high these little tiny soft glowing bits are raining down every so often almost like a gentle snowfall you see when they hit the ground they just explode into little colors like a little rainbow and then they fade away you see here and there there are campfires with just miserable looking adventurers as they're sort of poking at these fires there are all sorts of people here that are sort of looking cautiously towards the end of the glade. There you see the trees are bent over, almost intertwining with one another, creating this pathway that just leads further in. You do recognize, looking around, you see uh, one of the people standing near the pathway looking in it is the elf champion that you saw before who was sort of like preaching to the people sapphire moon who you some of you recognized as a a popular streamer akihiko is going to just like walk directly at this person and it it, are they facing away from me yeah we'll smack them on the back of the head (laughs) what the who are you doesn't matter why are you looking that way instead of going inside well i wanted to travel with the last group but they didn't want to let me go with them really feel like i could help taking down this boss Everyone out here is either too afraid, or they're in such a tight-knit group that they don't want anyone to travel around. Oh, okay, so that stupidity has just claimed the minds of the, the unwashed masses. Unfortunately. Everybody has heard screams coming from there. It seems whenever people travel in to face off against this sub-boss, a fog rolls over the area and we can't see in there, so we don't even know what it is that's being fought. Great. So the weak are being called. It would seem so. You're taking this pretty much in stride for all of your cries of democracy earlier. I'm not excited for people dying. I'm not 100% that people are dying, but I don't really want to take the chance. But I also understand that we have to get the hell out of this game. Yeah. Actually, that's a good question. Points the stick at a Sapphire Moon. Did you happen to participate in the beta? They sent out some stuff, but uh, yeah, I I was in the beta, but it was just uh, fighting really basic slimes, jellies, that kind of stuff, open field. There was a a boss fight against a larger jelly. Hmm. When the boss fight happened, was there some kind of sound or indication that, like, a boss had been defeated? Like, we would have known. Yes. A message went across everyone's screens saying that the sub-boss have been defeated, or the boss have been defeated. Cool. So that means all those people are dead. Unfortunate. Yeah. Akihiko is just like, going over that word, unfortunate. (laughs) Um, Compartmentalization. 
compartmentalization. <laughs> um, putting uh, the stick on the shoulder, just more like he doesn't care. Uh, <laughs> it's like tapping the stick on his shoulder. All right, well, turns back to his group, wholeheartedly, like, tail to uh, Sapphire Moon. Do we need to rest up, or are we ready to go in? I mean, I'm good if everyone else is. Do I also smack him with my staff? No, no, no. Remember, you use magic. Yes. You send in your loon 1.1 to go hit them with things. Also, should I bludgeon Sapphire Moon? No, Sapphire Moon is not important. Oh, okay. Listen, let me and my companion help you. I am a champion. I can take some hits. I'm good at fighting. And my friend over here is a bard. Perks up when he hears the word bard and, like, turns to look at that person. You look over at this individual, and it is this orc. They have a, a bit of uh, longer hair. as they're, they're leaning back. They have this, uh, it looks like an electric guitar that's, that's leaning with them. And, of course, the edges of the guitar is an axe. You have no idea how they got this item. Above them, this name says the Abyssal Inferno. He, him. And if everyone wants to roll me a lore check of the real world. Real world lore check. Real world lore. Would you mind rolling a d100 for us, Lucas? <laughs> you got it. I'm, I'm curious. It's very important. 76? No. Oh, very, very. They are like neck and neck for mm. hotness. <laughs> I got a 22. 15. I got an 18. 15. All right, so Morgan and Nisla. You two, remember, the Abyssal Inferno, that was a band that was incredibly popular. This metal band that they, you know, they were climbing the charts, but then out of nowhere, just a couple of years ago, they just disappeared. Everyone had every theory about what happened to them. Government agency taking them out, them like, you know, going into some weird death game kind of thing because they were just so extreme. Like there was just every single thing about these people. They just rocked too hard. So you know that there's a huge, like a, like a cult following of them. You know, like they were, they were quite popular, but then when they disappeared, you know, the, it starts to fade. When there's some people that were just so into it, still buying all the merch, still buying all the, the music and everything like that. So you recognize the name, the Abyssal Inferno from that. Yeah, give the person like a, a nod. Like, I, I, uh, I am also a fellow connoisseur of music. Like, I get it. <laughs> we're going to go in there. We're going to fucking wreck this boss. There's no way I'm dying today. Hell yeah. Pull out my gun. Just tail. <laughs> just like... <laughs> stiffens. <sighs> Hold on before we just start letting all willy-nilly uh, turns to the group. Are they allowed to join? And like, he's making pleading eyes. Yeah, I'm, I'm down <laughs> for it. I mean, yeah. I mean, you... Can we just, like, reestablish that this burly individual is a bard? Mm-hmm. I mean, I thought the, the electric guitar. Yeah, okay. Yeah, Morgan's gonna be down. Yeah, I mean, this, this seems like good people, and, like, inside I'm like, okay, if there's a streamer here, I, I, I don't know, because I'm just like, people on the outside can, like, see what's happening. Um, and very much, and certain people on the outside, Fable, uh, my character partner, can maybe see what is going on. So that's that's one thing that I'm thinking about. Loon just does double thumbs up. Mm. Just like just like wave of disappointment and <laughs> just rolls over. All right, you're welcome to join us. Fantastic. And they, you know, you see the little request of, like, Sapphire Moon wants to join your party, the Abyssal Inferno wants to join your party, and you add each of them. So now you, you have them in your party, and you can see, like, everyone's hit points and stuff. So during mm. combat, when you're in there, you know the approximation of everyone's HP when you're fighting. Mm. So you don't ever have to be like, hey, what's your hit points at? It's just kind of like a quick glance. You can do it as a free action, and you'll always know mm. your party member's hit points. So you do see, like, uh, the Abyssal Inferno has 19 hit points, Sapphire Moon has 22, you see Amber Guardian has 20, and you see Houndman has 38. Jesus! Mm. <laughs> I want that many hit Easy. points. <laughs> <laughs> so everyone gears up, you check over everything, you're, you're making sure you, you've got it all, you, you know, you check your healing potions, all that stuff. 
deep breath as you begin stepping through this this pathway. There are other adventurers who are peering over you. You hear some whispers going like, the streamer's finally going in. And like stuff like that. And like they're, they're seeing other people like, who are these people? I don't know who they are. And you know, as they're, they're seeing you go through, they're like, well, one of them's level two. As they're, they're looking over at Houndman, who's like, you know, pulling out this maul and like, you know, just uh, hefting it up, getting ready. The Abyssal Inferno is, is looking over at all of you. So, <clears throat> are all of you, uh, yeah, pretty proficient gamers. You're ready to do this? Yeah. Uh, cracking up the neck. Absolutely. Cocky pose. Do the thing where you, like, spin the chamber on the gun. I think at this point, like, as we're walking towards the door, seeing all of these people stare at the party as we're walking there and, like, all these people have been kind of loitering around not wanting to go in... I think Morgan's gonna get this feeling of like a funeral procession almost, as everybody is just like staring at us with like in their in their eyes, and so it's gonna be really uncomfortable for her doing this sort of walk of shame to the door of the boss, and also just shaking her arm around because these freaking fingers keep <laughs> touching her, so it's just like this double whammy. Of I'm really uncomfortable because of the tension in the air, and also I have a jumble of loose fingers on my wrist. Uh, Akihiko, like, is seeing Morgan just, like, do this a bunch, and just, like, sighs, and, like, pulls a ribbon out of, I guess, nowhere, because there's no bag, out of nowhere, and, like, grabs Morgan's arm and slides the bracelet off and puts the ribbon through ties it around her neck. <laughs> it's, it's gonna feel better. It's gonna look garish. <laughs> <laughs> like, well, occasionally you just feel like something like just touching you right here. <laughs> just like the weight of the <laughs> fingers is on my sternum. <laughs> Do you got this? Thank you. Uh, that's better. You're welcome. I need you to be on your game. I don't... Looks directly at Loon. Trust everyone in this party to be on their game. Wait, why me? What did I do? <laughs> you know what you did. <laughs> you know what you did. <laughs> you know what you didn't do. Actually, that's the beautiful part. You've done everything and nothing at the same time, Loon. You are an enigma of possibilities. Mm. Yeah, I, I mean, it might be a great idea to get, get the Loon 1.1 out here before this, the fight actually mm. starts. Oh, true. Very, very good idea. He'll just exist until you dismiss him. He isn't there for like a set period of time. Oh, speaking of uh, prepping for the fight, Amber gathers all of you before you're going in and casts Bless. As a duration of a minute, so it's like essentially they'll do it right before you step in. So like you know you're mm -hmm. not mm -hmm. kind of fading in, but that will give everyone a plus one status bonus to attack rolls when you're within five feet. So that'll be uh, essentially if you're you're right near, it'll be good. So you all take a deep breath. Loon, you summon Loon 1.1. Summoned. <laughs> And it works, you know, it's not like flame on. It you know, this this other version of you appears beside you and gives you the nod. It's all of you look at each other, hands shaking a little bit. Deep breath, you step through. whole area around you, you watch as this fog just starts coating everything. You see that like you're you're in this area, essentially it's a very wide open space. You see there's the, the massive tree, which seems smaller now, almost like a strange game dev idea of like making this tree. It's the tree's still quite large, you know, a good 50, 60 feet up in the air, but it's definitely not like this skyscraper uh, landmark. But everyone, I need you to make me a perception check to see something. 25. 11. I got a 6. <laughs> Plus, oh yeah, no, oof. You want a 2. <laughs> 16. So, Loon and Nisla, you see it first. 
coming around this this tree. You see like one foot crunching down to the ground, one foot crunching down to the ground. It pulls itself forward as you see this chimera. Three heads staring at you. A goat, a dragon, and a lion. It roars out. It's starting to to get ready. And the two of you uh, succeeded your perception. So we'll go ahead and roll initiative and I will give you two a bonus action. Greetings there, travelers. It's me, Wing of Gimbal, famous name Bad. And welcome back to the Inn of the Seven Dice. So glad you can come in here and join me, travelers. Oh, it's been quite a time this week. The weather's shifting, the snow is melting in a lot of places. But whenever, don't you just travel through time? But sometimes I like to keep things a little bit linear because it allows me to have some peace of mind because gnomes are not meant to be just time traveling all willy-nilly, so Sometimes I like to try to stick to the seasons, and now everything's starting to melt, and then it freezes, and it's ice, and then I'm slipping, then I'm sliding, and all I'm saying, travelers, is make sure you got proper footwear. Don't, don't be like me. All right, so let's get into this. Oh, so much stuff has been happening, dear travelers. We are very, very close to be hitting 40 of the Spotify reviews so if you want to help us out over there head on over to spotify and allow us to feed the strange creatures that exist in the other planets like the secret planets of our solar system also good news we hit 300 subscribers on the youtubes uh, so that's cool that's growing that's doing really well people like hearing these stories so check that out if you're interested. Uh, the video versions of these are up there. Also, once again, if you do hear a cat meowing in the background, don't worry about it. They're all just getting in here now. Also, some fun facts, dear travelers. Well, it turns out that when the developers were being given their tickets and specifications and documents to, of what they needed to do when creating the different monsters and bosses that the, the parties would be fighting within the game, apparently during an interview, one of the developers said it was incredibly strict. You had to stick down to the letter about what these creatures would look like and how they would interact. Any deviation or any pushback could result in devs being fired. So there was some pretty hardcore rules that went around this monster creation. Wonder why. Alright dear travelers, let's get over here. Slide on over to the radio. Is it cursed? I don't know. I just hope that it doesn't turn me into a new... There we go. Now it's working. Venture deep into the backwaters of space. Mint Space Station, a lawless metropolis run by gangsters, where anyone could earn a fair day's pay if they're willing. Ah, you're here for the job. Meet Cleo, a bipedal bear creature armed to the teeth. Oh, if I was an inch taller, I'd be round. And Dr. Z, a psychic jellyfish. Now in surgery, we want to go for the heart and the brains. Join these friends on a haphazard adventure, trying to make their way in cold, uncaring space. A podcast filled with adventure, action, romance, and friendship to conquer the ages. So if you want to hear more from the Backwater Bastards, search Backwater Bastards wherever you get your podcasts or visit us at backwaterbastards.com. Backwater Bastards, the comedy sci-fi tabletop podcast. Radio ads are so different from when I was a small gnome. 
I remember when the first radio was being tinkered on and worked with, the ads that usually came across were, you try not to die from creatures that want to eat you in the sea, and stuff like that, you know? Uh, even, oh, there's a lot of hair growth cream would be uh, on those ads, things like that, but oh, the ads are very different these days. All right, dear travelers, I don't want to hold you up, but once again, head on over to the iTunes, head on over to the Spotify's, head on over to the YouTubes. All that stuff is going down, and it truly, truly, truly helps us, and we appreciate the help. All right, dear travelers, I gotta go feed this cat. I bid you all adieu. I know! I got a 14. I got a 25. <laughs> I don't have to go last. <laughs> 13. All right, we are starting off with the two bonus rounds of Nisla and Loon. So you see everyone else doesn't quite see this just yet as this creature is getting ready and it's, it's about to let out this roar. Uh, what do the two of you do? Uh, how many actions in total do we have? Or is it just like... We'll just say it's like a normal round. We just get here. So I would like to start off with devising a stratagem against it and using my known weaknesses as a free action to do a recall knowledge against it. Mm -hmm. Let's roll the devised stratagem first. So I have a 19 for my devised stratagem. And for my known weaknesses, I have a... And is it a particular skill I use against this uh, arcana? Uh, I'd say Arcana. It's a magical creature. Okay, um, so it is a 15 for my Arcana to see if I remember anything again about this creature. So you do know that each of these heads are going to have different breath weapons. Uh -huh. You know there isn't a particular weakness that this creature has. It's more or less just like a, a baseline creature that's going to take the hits that you throw at it. Uh, but it doesn't also have any particular resistances either. So it's kind of like a flat playing field. That's what you know of this creature. And I will communicate that and just being like, each one of its heads has a different breath weapon, so uh, be careful. And then for my second action, I will use that device stratagem to attack. It is a 25, because I get a plus one for... Well, that's a hit. And that is going to be 17 uh, concussive, which is counts as either bludgeoning or piercing. Whichever one, if it's resistant to one, it counts as the other. Oh, and then my, my last action. I will reload. You are quickly looking at this creature. Your brain is racing, and you suddenly know things that you didn't necessarily know before, as it is just uh, filling up your mind. You're whipping out this pistol, and you fire it off. Everyone's head turns towards where the blast is going. You all see this creature just readying up, ready to bound towards all of you. And then, Loon, what are you doing as this bullet just strikes right into it? Oh, Loon. Loon's done. Is Adolan's already summoned, so I guess his first first action, he'll just move a little bit to the back. Okay. So if you use the act together feature, I think for just like the one or two action, I think the one action one, you can move it forward and you backwards at the same time. Hmm. Uh, but you won't be able to act together for the rest of the turn, so... Alright, I have three turns. So I use one turn to move myself, and I guess I'll put Dune in the front lines. Yeah, I guess that's it for my turn. You can spend the one... So you can spend the one action for the act together, and that means move yourself, and then move your Eidolon. Uh, so you still have two more actions. So technically, I believe you could move your Eidolon closer and try to take a hit if you want, or whatever it is you'd like to do. So you, you still have like some some stuff, or if you have a spell that you want to use for your character, or anything you like. For now, you can still like you can move your like your Eilon's pretty pretty tough, and I think your other companions are probably gonna be jumping into the fray right away. So I guess I'll move at least my other turn to go more closer to the monster looking thing. I think that's yeah. like more than thirty feet, so I guess that's two turns. Each square is five feet, so you should be able to move six squares. You could technically go right up to the creature and hit it if you want, or you could go off to the side if you'd like. It's really up to you. 
Well, I guess I'll just go off to the side for now and decide next later. Okay. So, we go to Morgan. So, we said it's about 25 to 30 feet away. Hmm. In this case, Morgan is going to kind of operate under the idea that the best defense is a good offense, and she is going to fly over to boss and we're going to do a key strike and within the key strike is going to be the flurry of blows nice so we're, we're going to open up strong here hopefully that is a 26 27 to hit definitely and then 15 15 is a miss so that's going to be six damage you fly over there quick and then you go down for a number of strikes just you know one after the other your first one you catch one of the creatures just like right in the throat as you're just like quick punch and you go in for like the spinning kick and they just manage to maneuver a little bit out of the way as your kick just sails harmlessly i have one more action if i were to retreat because we don't really know what's going on mm-hmm. here would it be okay if i stayed airborne yeah, I'd say so. Okay. So I think I like to move by the Adalon, and I'll just be kind of hanging out midair. Okay. It goes to the creature. Ooh. It takes these hits. You know, the, the bullet hits off it. The You know, you come in for these two strikes, and then uh, you fly off as it looks a little annoyed towards all of you, and then it looks towards everyone else. You see the dragon head taking a deep breath as it just oh, no. fires forward. I need reflex saving throws from Akihiko, Nisla, and then I have to do it. Amber Guardian and Houndman. Well, I'm gonna try and reroll that one with a hero point, cause holy goodness. I got a dirty 20. 19. No, 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 19. All right, so both of you pass this. Okay, Houndman. And <laughs> All right, well, everyone's on the ball. So you're only taking half damage from this one. So this line of fire just ignites forward. So you each take five points of damage. So this fire just comes ripping out as it then just starts moving forward. So it gets in front of you, Akihiko, and you, Nisla. As you're looking at this creature, these heads are all moving strangely, is it? But the two of you are right up in its face now, as and you're just like kind of getting ready. Uh, both of you make me a perception check. I didn't do that much better than you did. Uh, that is a 10. I got a, I got a 12. You're too busy dealing with the fire to really notice as you're you're quickly trying to get out of the way. And the goat head is trying to bring down these horns. It is going to try to hit Nisla as you hit it before. Mm-hmm. Mm. It got a 23. Yeah, it's going to hit. I'm starting to see why everybody else died. So you take 11 <sighs> points of damage as this creature Ooh. hits right into you. Are you still up? Barely. I have two hit points left. Okay. According to Shen, you're fine. <laughs> <laughs> you're ready. What are you worried about? I'm ready. <laughs> so next up is the NPCs helping you out. Yay! Now, first time Great. using this app. Let's see if my own creation fails me. Moving up, Sapphire Moon and Houndman. Uh, they both did a two melee attacks so you see Houndman goes in for this swing with this maul, crunches right into the leg of the creature as it roars out in pain brings in another swing but it it misses the second one you see Sapphire Moon just take out this long sword you see this energy flow around it as they hack right into the creature it roars out now let's see Morgan you're kind of taking and, and Loon you both aren't really in the line of threats, I'll let both of you make a perception check. And if you two fail this, then no one's going to know for the remainder of the battle. Oh. <laughs> Please stop. Okay. No pressure. Please don't fail. Please don't fail. Okay, here we go. 11. Mm. 18! 18? Morgan. Yeah! Okay. <laughs> you see each of the heads have a health bar. 
and they're much smaller than the health bar on the main body. You, uh, so you see this as like everyone's fighting, hit points are dropping just really fast. You know, think about it, this is like the first six seconds, this creature runs in, just starts, you know, breathing fire attacking, you're all swinging. It is the heat of the moment. The combat's going and you're watching these, these hit points drop. The hit points of the boss, its health bar is so big as you're watching it slowly chip away. It's still in the green and Amber Guardian reaches over and goes, nope, as they lay a hand on Nisla, not wanting them to die here. Yeah, thank you. 12, yes, that is great. So you feel this healing energy just surge through you mm. and you take this deep breath as your your eyes are like they were getting a little foggy as you're like it's is this really the end on the first spot as you're you know you just feel mm. this surge of energy course through you they turn towards this creature so they turn towards this creature they're just going to move out of the way of possible fire from this creature probably a good idea and you hear this electric guitar just start <laughs> starting to get at the music and the ground is starting to shake a little bit as this orc just starts just really getting into this whole groove the devil went Uh, down to georgia like (laughs) except heavy metal (laughs) first they are going to use inspire courage so whole area you all get within 60 feet which i'm fairly certain is everyone Uh, everyone is getting a plus one bonus to attack rolls damage rolls and save effects against fear and i believe this will override bless because they're both circumstance bonuses so you just take whichever one's higher and then on top of that they are going to cast telekinetic projectile so you watch it's like they're they're just like strumming it and then they go and they stomp down on the ground this rock just lifts up out of the air and just flings towards the creature so the attack unfortunately does not hit it flings outward and you uh, watch this rock go sailing goes hits a branch and you see like branches are starting to come down now from this great tree you see now there's like these little sparkles that are starting to fall down and as they're falling down on the creature you see that it's it's almost getting a little invigorated by it i don't like that we go to nisla so i am going to uh take because we have, I haven't figured out if this I don't want to I don't know if I want to risk this thing having an attack of opportunity on me. So I'm going to spend my first action to take a step mm-hmm. backwards and putting me just out of melee range with this thing. And then my second action will be to devise a stratagem. You know, and no stratagem six. was devised. No, that day. no stratagem was devised. I can't find a find an easy easy way in. Your brain is racing, and everyone's just jumping up this creature, slashing, attacking. Aki goes, like, readying the spell as you're you're just trying to look like, uh... <laughs> um, and... I was it on this. Yeah, attack it. Uh, without using that, so... And I don't want to risk missing. So I think my other best option for my last action... Actually, no, I'm going to... Cause the minor healing potions only do like a d4 i will spend my last action to drink a minor healing potion Alrighty, because that'll only heal me like 1d4 and like i'm still i'm at like i I got like can heal like five or six damage still uh minor heals 1d8 1d8 yeah does it and uh a lesser heals 2d8 plus 5 then 3d 3d8 plus 10 and i'm thinking elixirs of life that's what i'm thinking Okay, I heal back three, which pretty much puts me still not full, but, you know. So you chug this potion cherry flavor as you're kind of like yeah. dancing without surprising as you, you know, the, the bottle just sort of pixelates and disappears and uh, you get ready for this fight. Uh, we go to Akihiko. Akihiko, also not liking being up in this thing's grill at the moment. Uh, there are two big beefy people. Let the big beefy people handle it. He will take a five foot step as well. And so for Akihiko, it becomes kind of like a, a little dance as he kind of steps and twirls around. 
as he moves five feet away. So what you uh, witness is uh, Akiko's clock, kind of like a, a metronome going back and forth as he's just muttering under his breath as a chat box comes up and just says magic weapon as he imbues magic into his weapon, ready to be wielded uh, on the next turn for much more um, devastating effect. Nice. Uh, so we go from Akihiko to Loon. Hey, Loon kind of goes on the offensive this time. But first he gets close and does the double thing where they both move at the same time. Mm-hmm. And then while 1.1 gets closer, Loon just goes farther. And then for the attack, I guess, Loon goes for a Tendril Bludgeon. Nice. It's a 20. The Tendril strikes back and then goes forward, hitting right into the lower flank of this creature as you know a bit of blood sprays out. And how much damage do you do? All right, so nine damage. Awesome. Very nice. And you got one more action. I guess I'll go for another bludgeon. Okay. I like that Loon just is like going to keep running that way. And we're all just be like, where'd Loon go? <laughs> <laughs> just looking over his shoulder. Bludgeon! bludgeon! Just keeps running that way. <laughs> Hiding behind someone while doing this. <laughs> oh, one. Oh, <laughs> <Listen>. no. <laughs> Ooh. Your Eidolon goes, and it reaches back, and then it tries to go forward. And the creature just kind of, like, kicks with its back leg, almost like, you know, when you're annoying a dog, like, you know, playing with it, and it'll just kind of, like, kick out at you. Jesus Christ. Uh, oh! So, uh, criticals and your Eidolon. Oh, yeah, and you, you and your Eidolon share health. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna die. It's not going to feel good. <laughs> well, it's been nice knowing you, Shen. All right, Shen. We were all proud of Loon. Oh my God. Uh, so <laughs> you're like, yeah, you're doing it. You're doing it. And then it just reaches one foot back and it pierces right through with like this, this cloven hoof right through Loon 1.1. And then you look over at other Loon whose eyes are just like open wide. <laughs> like this like this hole appears and blood starts flowing. And Loon, you are taking 22 points of damage. Uh, are you? You're down, right? You can't be still awake. I am down. So, Loon, you you fall unconscious as you, you hit onto the ground. Thankfully, right beside Amber. Left <laughs> going, what? And, and very far away from yeah, the bar. From everything, yeah. So, I do believe the Eidolon would dissipate I, I, now, yeah, right? Yeah, I think it's a concentration, so. When you are unconscious, it goes away. You, you see Loon collapse down to the ground. All of you, your eyes are wide. You look over at the uh, the system and you see Loon's hit points. Like they, they've dipped into the negative. As you, you're you all seeing, like, there's a little smiley face going, death saving throw kind of thing. Like, you know, like, he is dying. <laughs> As you're, you're like, that's, that's not good. And we'll end this part of the recording here. Ah. Mm. Escaping Carcosa is brought to you by the Ballad of the Seven Dice Network. Follow us on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram by searching Ballad of the Seven Dice. Supporting our Patreon helps us pay for the show such as hosting, equipment, and additional content for you to enjoy. Our Patreon is Pay What You Want and contains behind-the-scenes updates, audio dramas, one-shots, and more. You can also head over to iTunes and Spotify and leave us a five-star review. Every review helps us fight against the horrors of the algorithm. Until next time, dear travelers, keep an eye out for the yellow sign.